Another Holy Land discovery. A sword was found by a diver in the Mediterranean. Scientists have determined that it's old, but no one knew just how old until recently. And it's tied to an important time in church history. Back in 2021, this sword was discovered off the coast of Israel. It was encrusted in sand and seashells, so it was hard to tell how old it was. Scientists have done further research that shows it was used in battle during one of the many crusades in the Middle Ages. This takes us back to a perplexing time in church history, riddled with pain and controversy. And it causes me to think about the church's legacy. How do we want to be known? Does the Bible teach Christians should be known for our military might or our power? No, our kingdom is not of this world. We await a better country, a heavenly land, one where our benevolent King Jesus reigns. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we are wrapping up a series called How Great Thou Art. It's been so encouraging to hear from so many listeners over the last few weeks. We've heard about how hymns have spoken to listeners through the years. That warms my heart. There are all kinds of music being made nowadays, but I'd say none of them are as meaningful or as powerful as well-written songs that speak of our great God. Well, today we turn to a hymn that is often sung at Easter time. But Christians know we should sing it all year long. Christ the Lord is risen today. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, Alleluia. Raise your joys and triumphs high. That's our very own Haven Quartet from their brand new album of never-before-released classics called Revive Us Again. Stay with me. We're going to learn more about this great hymn of the faith written by Charles Wesley, and we'll be joined by my friend Robert Morgan from Nashville. I recently asked Rob why he finds old hymns so helpful for Christians still today. Well, apart from the scripture, it's the great hymns of the faith that give us our greatest resource for biblical meditation. A good hymn, Charles, is a miniature Bible study set to music. I mean, that's what it is. It's a miniature Bible study set to music. And so when we memorize a hymn, like Have Firm a Foundation or Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, early in the morning my song shall rise to Thee, when we sing it enough so that we come to know it and we can memorize hymns easier than we can memorize Scripture because they're musical and they rhyme and they have rhythm and they get into our system a little bit easier, then we are singing to ourselves and to our Lord and to other people Bible content, Bible studies. And when I'm on a plane, for example, and I'm tired and I'm not tired enough to go to sleep, but my eyes are weary, I can lean over against the side of the plane 
close my eyes, and I can, quote, memorize scripture to myself, but I can also open up the internal hymn book in my brain and sing song after song after song. And those hymns give me so much comfort in the middle of the night if I wake up, then I can just open up my mental hymn book and I can hear the choirs singing as I go through, O Lord my God, when I an awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, how great thou art. So this is a wonderful therapy for us. It is a spiritual grace that God has given to us. The body of our hymnody is the greatest therapy we can have apart from the Word of God itself. That was Robert Morgan. He's the author of Then Sings My Soul. He's also a pastor. And he's written this book that reflects on 150 classic hymns of the faith. He'll join us again in a moment. And then after the program, I want to send you Rob's book, Then Sings My Soul. It's a special book. It's devotional in nature. He shares the context, the history, and the heart of how your favorite hymns were written. We just heard from Marcia in Iowa, who said she really enjoyed our hymn series because she became a Christian in her mid-20s and had never heard these hymns growing up. And since she was a vocal music major in school, she's looking forward to using Then Sings My Soul, since it includes the sheet music that'll help her sight read the melodies. And she says the lyrics will be a Bible study for her as well. Now, whether you can read music or not, whether you can carry a tune or not, I believe this book will help you sing the Lord's praise with a new sense of appreciation for who he is and what he's done in your life. Let me even suggest you not only make a gift and get a copy for yourself, but why don't you do like others have been doing? Get a few copies and give them away. Come to our website after the program. See the book for yourself, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program for one or more copies of the book, 865-HAVEN. That's 865-HAVEN. And now let's begin with the full version of this hymn from the hymn's triumphant performers.
decided to add trumpets on that version of Christ the Lord is Risen Today by Hymns Triumphant Performers on a haven today called How Great Thou Art. I'm Charles Morris. Over the history of the church, songs have been written declaring God's greatness in creation and his greatness in salvation. We've heard some of these songs like This Is My Father's World and How Great Thou Art, But if we were to pinpoint the greatness of God in a single event, I think we'd find no better moment than the resurrection. It is the climatic moment in human history when Jesus completed his victory over sin, death, and the devil. And who else could write such a joyful song about that moment than the famous Charles Wesley? Charles and his brother John were well known for their ministries during the First Great Awakening. John was the preacher. Charles was the hymn writer. They teamed up with George Whitfield for a time in order to reach people with the gospel. Well, I've asked my friend Robert Morgan to join us and share some information behind Charles Wesley's wonderful Easter hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. While the Great Awakening was taking place in the United States, a very similar evangelistic revival was occurring in England, and we call it the Wesleyan Revival. And primarily, it was a revival that was sparked because of the preaching of John Wesley and his brother Charles. John is primarily remembered as a preacher, and even though Charles did his share of preaching all over the British islands, He is primarily remembered today for his great songs, such as, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, and the greatest Easter song of all time, at least in my opinion, Christ the Lord is risen today, Alleluia, Alleluia. I have a very personal connection with this hymn. When my wife Katrina passed away from complications of multiple sclerosis, I was driving into the cemetery for the time of her burial. And I confess that I'm not very electronically minded and I had never been able to sync up my phone and my car's sound system. But as I drove into the cemetery that day, just as I turned into the initial drive, all of a sudden from my phone and into my car speaker, this song began ringing forth. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia, Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, Alleluia, Alleluia. And I went into that cemetery thinking of the resurrection. This is a hymn that we should sing not only on Easter, but very frequently, because after all, every Sunday is a commemoration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's become more acquainted with Christ the Lord is risen today.
Steve Green and his version of Christ the Lord is risen today. And before that, Robert Morgan also explaining to us about this famous hymn written by Charles Wesley on a haven today called How Great Thou Art. Well, I want us to look at two passages. The first one comes out of Matthew 28. Yes, looking at that first Easter morning. Can you imagine what that weekend was like for the disciples. They had seen their dear friend arrested. They scattered like wild animals trying to flee. Not only that, but their friend was sentenced to death on a cross, and perhaps they were feeling guilty. Many of them abandoned Jesus at his lowest point. They may have also been confused. Did Jesus not say he was the Messiah? Well, early Sunday morning, There were two friends of Jesus going to his tomb, both named Mary. And they also may have been perplexed about Christ's death. But they didn't leave him. They remained with him, even as he took his final breath. So they came to that tomb, and little did they know, there was an earthquake earlier, and an angel rolled back the stone. Jesus would no longer be there when they arrived. When those two Marys showed up, The angels startled them, but he said these important words. Remember what those words were? I've shared them before, but here they are again. We shouldn't forget them. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples he is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. Then you will see him. Now, think about this with me. Imagine the whirlwind of emotions running through both Mary's minds. Our text tells us they were afraid, 
yet filled with joy. But their fear didn't stop them. They quickly ran back to the other disciples, hiding out in the upper room. This passage here gives us the substance of the first verse of Charles Wesley's hymn, Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia! Sons of men and angels say, Alleluia! Raise your joys and triumphs high. Alleluia! Sing, ye heavens and earth. Reply, Alleluia! Now, Alleluia means praise the Lord. This is a resounding stanza filled with the joy of knowing that Christ has risen from the grave. It caused the women to share this wonderful news, and it is the message the apostles would preach until the day they died and went to be with their Lord. In a matter of hours, the disciples went from being filled with guilt to being filled with hope. The third stanza shares with us the importance of Christ's resurrection. Love's redeeming work is done. Alleluia. Fought the fight, the battle won. Alleluia. Death in vain forbids him rise. Alleluia. Christ hath opened paradise. Alleluia. There's a second passage I'd like us to listen to as well, and perhaps you know it well. It is a long chapter on the necessity of the resurrection. You know what chapter I'm talking about? Well, if you guessed 1 Corinthians 15, then you'd be right. In that chapter, Paul begins by telling us what is of first importance in the Christian faith. He wrote that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to many. This news is of first importance because of the consequences that it has for all of us. I think it should be helpful to share two of those outcomes. First, the resurrection ensures that we are free from the guilt and power of sin. What if he didn't rise from the dead? Paul answers that for us. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. Without the resurrection, the problem of sin remains, which means we'd be in big trouble. But instead, we get to sing these words. Lives again, our glorious King, where, O death, is now thy sting. Dying once, he all doth save. Where thy victory, O grave. And second, now that Jesus has risen from the dead, he has risen as the firstfruits of the new creation. The resurrection marks a new age where Jesus makes a path leading to glory. What we are doing now is following the path that Christ established. And it's not an easy path, but it's one that ends in heavenly delight. Paul shared what will happen when we reach the end of this path, beginning in verse 51. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound... The dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Now, that's a promise. And after reflecting on this promise in this amazing chapter, Charles Wesley 
gives us these final words to sing. And of course, with an hallelujah at the end of every phrase, soar we now where Christ has led, following our exalted head, made like him, like him we rise. Ours the cross, the grave, the skies. How can we not sing hallelujah? Praise the Lord. Now that is the power of the gospel. It's the power that changes the lives of sinners like you and like me. And it makes us even reflect the Lord Jesus. We worship a great God indeed. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, What an a cappella version with rich family harmony sung by the Martins for us on a haven today. Christ the Lord is risen today. Haven today and a program called How Great Thou Art. Well, we've got to go soon. But if you'd like to learn more about Christ the Lord is risen today and other great hymns of the faith, we have Robert Morgan's devotional book called Then Sings My Soul. I see it as a special book that will help you rediscover the great hymns of the faith by sharing the backstories of who wrote them and what inspired them to be written. And plus, you can sing them as well, since Rob included the sheet music and the lyrics on the left side of the page, the devotion on the right side. This book is a perfect way for you to spend devotional time with the Lord while singing biblical truth that will deepen your faith in Christ Jesus. So, let me make a suggestion. Get a copy for yourself, and more than that, get some copies for others. We've had people ordering multiple copies to give away to others who would like to know more about these hymns of the faith. So come to our website, look at the book, Then Sings My Soul by Rob Morgan, but then make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or you can call us, make your gift to the ministry, Tell us you want one or ask about getting multiple copies when you call 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And just as we have to go, may I invite you to pray about becoming a Haven partner? 
That's somebody who prays regularly and gives automatically monthly, partnering with us to keep sharing Jesus all over the world. Well, read about the special gifts we have for you when you visit haventoday.org or ask about becoming a Haven partner when you call 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It was about 60 years ago that Martin Luther King Jr. said these words, The most segregated hour in the entire United States is 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. He was talking about the church. The church divided, and to some extent, he was right. We live in a divided world, a world that desperately needs to hear the unifying message of Christ, a message that resounds to Psalm 133, Behold, how good and how sweet it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. This is what our hearts long for. And in Christ, this is what we're being molded into, a people united around the love and the grace of Jesus Christ in the gospel. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.